Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome to Bet the Edge on Tuesday, March 7th. Thanks to everyone watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. Coming up, senior writer for The Athletic, Dana O'Neill, will join us in a minute as we preview the Big Ten tournament. We'll dive into the early tournament matchups, as well as discuss which teams need to make a run to solidify an at-large big to the big dance. The three of us will also analyze which teams from the conference have a chance to make a deep run later this month. All that and more coming up right now. But first, Vaughn, listen, I need to talk to you, man. It's been a while since we've talked on the show. What'd you get into yesterday? Any uh, juicy bets that hit or any sweats that you had? Oh, my God. Well, yesterday's episode gave out three plays, and they were all okay. insane plays, Brad. Uh, <laughs> Sixers first half team total, Scott over, super easy one. Uh, South Alabama lost in the last minute for us. <sighs> but if you watch the Atlanta Hawks-Miami Heat, plus three cash in the final second. They were down by five oh my to God. a meaningless three, <laughs> and we cashed. So profitable night. Uh, and I just want to encourage everybody listening because Brad and I are both the two of three most writing experts on the NBC Sports Edge website. So we write the most articles. I'm 10 and 1 in my last 11 NBA picks and 13 and 7 oh. in my last 20 college basketball. So head over to the website. Yeah. Let's get some winners. Right, Brad? Dude, that is, hey, I love that you said that because I want to tell myself a little bit. I went a perfect. Five and zero on the Players Championship for derivative bets. The lowest odds we had were minus one hundred five, so we're hitting a bunch of plus money bets in that. We're gonna have more. We're gonna talk about the players tomorrow. But first, let's bring in Dana O'Neill from the Athletic to talk about the Big Ten tournament. Welcome, Dana. How are you doing today? I am doing well. Calm before the storm. You know, it's March. So hang <laughs> yes, <in. laughs> yes, yes. I need to get your guys' thoughts about the projected, uh, excuse me, the 13th seed Ohio State, who I've lost a ton of money on this year. Let me just go be <laughs> frank. Versus the 12th seed Wisconsin. Uh, game is Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. Dana, how do you see this one shaking out? Yeah, I mean, it's funny. You got one team that can't really defend and one team that really can't score, right? Ohio State, yeah. their struggles on defense are just everywhere. But they have started to play better lately. I think Ruth Thornton, the freshman, is starting to not play like a freshman, which is a big change, I think, for Ohio State. You know, Suing and, and Sensible are terrific. You knew they're going to be good, but they needed that other piece, which Thornton is providing. I just think maybe offensively they have a little bit too much firepower for Wisconsin to handle because Wisconsin's pretty pedestrian. I mean, they always are, but they are especially incapable of scoring this year. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that a lot. Ohio State's been a good fade for me, Brad, so I'm sorry to hear you've been actually backing <laughs> them. Uh, but I agree with a lot of Dana said. I'm, I'm a little worried without Zed Key. They've showed against some bigger teams in Wisconsin with Stephen Crowell and Tyler Wall. Those are two bigs that could step out or play inside. Uh, so I don't feel confident in either team because Wisconsin's on the bubble for me. I'd have them in a play-in situation right now. So if they lose this game, they're absolutely out. No chance of making it. But 
I'd probably look more towards the over if I'm betting this game because I can't. Dan, I think we agree. We can't trust either of these teams. <laughs> no, you can't. Uh, but, yeah. but I don't think – I think this next one is a little easier, though, because Minnesota and Nebraska meet, match up. And I've been loving Nebraska lately. This team's been hot, all right? Five wins last seven games. And you get Minnesota. I mean, what are they really playing for at this point? So uh, the Cornhuskers, I had to assume you think they win this game in advance. Are they a dark horse by any means with how well they've been playing? I think they are. Honestly, it's kind of crazy to say, right? Because I feel like a month yeah. and a half ago, we thought Fred Hoiberg was going to lose his job. And now, yeah. you know, they are playing kind of with house money a little bit, right? Because nobody expected them to do much. But they're also playing as like the, I don't know, the random team in the Power Five that's actually excited to play in the NIT, right? Like they're thinking this is actually a great thing for us. <laughs> We want to improve because they want to keep playing because they're playing so well right now. You know, Tamananga is, is so much fun to watch play, obviously, yeah. and Walker is terrific. I just think, yeah, they are rolling downhill with a little bit of confidence and energy. And there aren't a lot of teams that you can say that about, especially in that lower bottom half of the Big Ten right now. But they actually have it. So would you say the winner of this, do they have a legitimate chance to beat Maryland in their next matchup? Well, unless they move, unless they move the Maryland game to College Park, absolutely. Maryland's inability to be <laughs> anywhere outside the state of Maryland is a bit problematic for them. So, yeah, I would say absolutely. Why not? Okay. Yeah. Well, listen. One, one little question I need to ask, Vaughn. You type this in. I need to know. Should I sprinkle a little of that hundred to one for Nebraska to win the Big Ten championship? Uh, I, I'm not. I know it's going to sound dumb to people listening, but I actually did. You know, five bucks to five hundred. Like, yeah, the Cornhuskers <laughs> yeah. are playing great basketball. Like they're playing well-rounded basketball, good offense. They hung with Iowa, beat Iowa on the road in that last game to let everyone know we are playing our best basketball this season when it means the most. Uh, so I do think that they are the the darkest horse in okay. this race. Uh, but um, I'll say this too because I found a great stat that would back up why uh, I guess Nebraska or the winner of Wisconsin Ohio State would be a good bet. But teams that are off a bye in the Big Ten tournament are fourteen and ten straight up, uh, but five eighteen and one ATS. 27%. So teams that have a buy in the Big Ten don't perform that well. And a team like Maryland on the road, that's a great fade in my opinion. Listen, I love that stat. And, you know, we talk about this all the time. You have to find value. For me, if I take 100 to 1, I just want them to have a clear and easy path. They don't have to play Purdue. They don't have to play against an Iowa team who I think can get, you know, scorching hot in, in any game. We saw that when they played against Michigan State and they erased a 10-point deficit. Uh, Dana, let me ask you, which Thursday game are you most interested in watching? Yeah, so I'm a little bit curious about Penn State and Illinois. Um, okay. First of all, I think Illinois is the most curious team in all of the Big Ten. I've had multiple coaches in the league tell me that they are arguably the most talented team in the con in the conference in terms of athleticism, and they are also just the most, like, I don't even know what the word is, scattershot, you know, just unreliable. Um, they can be great. They can be terrible. They sometimes look like a team. They sometimes look like a bunch of, dis you know, discombobulated parts. And then you got Penn State on the other side who is – in the tournament, I think, but, you know, in the tournament to the point where they're still at that risk, like if you get a bunch of upsets going, you don't want to have your presumed bid snatched away, right? They want a little yeah. bit of cushion. And so this will give them that cushion. Um, you know, Jalen Pickett, I think, is one of the best, most underrated players in the country. Um, I'm curious to see yeah. him against Terrence Shannon is going to be a lot of fun to watch. It's just kind of like that old, new kind of vibe going on. Illinois does not defend the three very well. Penn State tends to shoot the three very well, except for Seth Lundy right now, who can't find the ocean. So I think that's going to be an interesting game to watch. 
Yeah, Penn State ended in very, very dramatic fashion in their uh, previous game over this weekend. <laughs> As someone who had Penn State money line, I pretty much wrote them off in that game, and I'm watching it. I'm like, there's no way they're going to win. There's no way. <laughs> at the very last second, they pulled it out. But now they're a team that's on the bubble, and we're looking at them as now they're in the tournament. To me, I think they're still a play-in potential type team. I'd like to see them win a game here. And I would say this, Dana, because you'll be at the Big Ten tournament in Chicago, United, United Center, where the Bulls play. Illinois should have a good right. home crowd there. They should have an advantage over a team like Penn State, who Penn State won both meetings against Illinois earlier this year. So I'm definitely intrigued by this fighting Illinois team as well. Speaking of the bubble, though, there's a ton of them. Michigan, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rutgers, Penn State, Wisconsin. Uh, now Nebraska's working themselves in the mix. Uh, what teams are you really watching? What teams do you think could make or fall out of the NCAA tournament? I think Michigan's really curious right now because Michigan, to me, is good enough to win the Big Ten tournament, right? The way they've been playing lately, they've figured yeah. things out all of a sudden. But they still only have three quad one wins. You're, you're not – you can't eliminate that. The way the committee thinks of things right now, your whole season does matter. Our Eamon Brennan wrote about that on The Athletic today in Bubble Watch, and he's right. Like, it used to be those last ten games. They talked about that a lot. But now they want the totality of the season, and the totality of Michigan's season is very messy. They look really good right now. But three quad win, one wins is three quad one wins. You just can't get away from that, especially when there's so much similar messiness in the Big Ten. You, they aren't distinguishing themselves from the pack necessarily. So I'm very curious to see how they play going forward. Like I said, I think they could just get rolling and win the whole thing. It would not shock me, but they need a couple of wins here, I think, to secure a spot because I think they're really in a dangerous position right now. Yeah, that's with think- you 100%. Jet Howard, Hunter Dickinson – Yes. is is a great combination. I think with how they've been playing lately, you know, they're plus 2,000 to 20 to 1 to win the Big Ten. And I've been feeling, you know, obviously just in Nebraska is a lunch money bet. But Michigan <laughs> is probably the best value bet at 20 to 1. Uh, another team I really liked, I want, I want to get your opinion on, is Michigan State to win the Big Ten. Wow. Because over the last four games, 57% from three, 49 of 85. They have 10 turnovers or less than three or four. I mean, they're – playing the best basketball of the season, probably similar to Michigan. Um, do you like these teams or maybe a Purdue? I, I picked Michigan State to win the Big Ten tournament. Um, for, okay. for part of the reason that you just said, they're shooting the ball really well, obviously. I think what's also important, they haven't been defending as well lately, but they can defend. They, you, they did defend. They know how to do it. It's not like you're trying to get – it's not like Purdue or a team that doesn't really – or Ohio State that doesn't necessarily have a commitment to defense. They do. Um the way they're shooting their ball, the ball is absolutely terrific. As you put out, AJ Hogard is taking better care of the basketball. You know, you've got Tyson Walker who's suddenly like just on fire as he's been all season, but he's been really terrific lately. And the wild card as you get into these things is look, the coach. It, the reason, you know, the joke is January, February is all right. There's a reason people say that. He knows what he's doing. You're giving him an extra day's rest now to get get ready and they only have to play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I think they are a very dangerous team right now to win the Big Ten tournament. I would, I, like I said, I picked them. I feel relatively confident in it even. Wow, thank you. You guys gave me plenty to bet about. But first, let's talk about baseball. New MLB season, new rules, new stars. So pair it with the Roto World Baseball Draft Guide. Get all the player profiles, rankings, and projections you need to hit your draft out of the park. Go to NBCSportsEdge.com forward slash draft guide and use pin it 25 to save 25% at checkout. 
Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, so let's talk about a couple of Big Ten teams that you know are projected to be seven to nine uh, seeds. I had one that, that I wanted to ask about because for some reason I still can't get over this Iowa team. I don't know if they're good. I don't know if they're bad. I can't figure them out. What are their chances in the NCAA tournament? Neither does Fran McCaffrey make you feel any better. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the same question. Are we good? Are we not good? <laughs> Iowa has been Iowa for as many years as I can remember. When they hit the three and they play and they when they hit lights out, they're really yeah. hard to beat. When they don't, they're relatively a debacle. So they are going to come down to matchups. They are going to come down to just how how well they can actually start shooting the ball. I feel like they obviously they proved against Nebraska how vulnerable they can be. And that's always a trick with Iowa. You just reliability is a really is really important when you're trying to make these picks. And I'm not sure that they're terribly reliable. Yeah, I agree with you. The defense is not there and has not been there for years. Um, it's just it's, there's just a streaky team in general. I have uh, Iowa as a nine seed right now. I'm hoping that the committee pairs them up with Iowa State as an eight seed. We just get these two teams out of here because I'm done with both of them, to be honest with you guys. Uh, but there is one team that, you know, we didn't talk too much about at all. Uh, I know we're talking seven and nines right now, but one team that everybody loves and people just hate me for saying it, but Purdue <laughs> is not good. Dana, Purdue is not that good. They have two guards. <laughs> that are freshmen, and that really relies on a lot when Zach Eady isn't at his best or being defended and double-teamed really well. So my question to you is, what's questions, I should say, is Purdue a one-seed, a two-seed, or three for you in the NCAA tournament? And what do you think of them moving forward? Um, do you think they can make a run, or are they a team that's getting knocked off Sweet 16 or before then? I think they're probably going to land at a two-seed. Um, you know, I think obviously, so I you know, Kansas, Houston – Alabama, UCLA, I think probably are going to be your one seeds, right? And then they're going to land in a two seed. I think that's probably where they belong, considering the strength of their conference as well. I mean, as interesting as the Big Ten has been, it's not necessarily terrific, right? Um, going forward, I think you pointed out the great questions. You know, Braden Smith and um, Fletcher Lawyer had, were terrific early, like lights out, these amazing freshman guards. And then you remembered they're freshmen. It's a much longer season in college than it is in high school. People see you twice. You become a lot easier to, to defend. And as great as Zach Eady is, 
Zach Eady is only as good as the guys who can get him the ball. He's not Trace Jackson Davis who can go out and create his own shot or, you know, or you know, hit a jumper. He's got to have someone feed him the ball. So when those guards are neutralized, I think Purdue becomes very beatable. And I think we're seeing that down the stretch. Now, they're going to have some time to regroup here going into the Big Ten tournament. They don't play until Friday. I, I think it's a little dangerous to count them out. But you take all of that. You take Matt Painter's history in the NCAA tournament. It becomes it becomes a tricky pick, I think, just because of, of their vulnerability at the guard position. They were so good, but they're just starting to look like freshmen. And, you know, and then you take everybody else on the, you know, Ethan Morton is kind of like just a, he's a great defender, but offensively he's a add zero. Like there's just, there's, you're not getting anything out of that position. So it, it becomes very limited, I think, after, it, real quickly for Purdue. So if Purdue goes on and wins the Big Ten championship, do you think they have any chance to be a number one seed? Um, it depends on what happens elsewhere, right? I think, you know, I think UCLA is probably – the Pac-12 is so horrible. So <laughs> if UCLA is in a position where you you can't lose a crummy game uh, and, and yeah. make an argument for a one seed, especially if Purdue goes on and wins the Big Ten tournament. Um, but I because I, I feel like, you know, I feel like Houston and Kansas are locks. Alabama, again, is going to be interesting, but Alabama's strength of schedule, what they've done, I, they're going to be hard to push off too, I think. So I think it's going to come down to between Purdue and UCLA. And if either one of them has a, you know, a better finish than the other, much stronger, and the other one kind of falls apart, maybe Purdue sneaks in, but I think it's going to be UCLA. Yeah, I'm with you. I got uh, UCLA as my one seed over Purdue. I've had that for about two and a half weeks now. Okay. And it's been an op- it's been more of a popular opinion as time has gone on, which has made me feel pretty good about my positioning uh, on Purdue right now. Um, but one thing I did mention before we, we hit our next topic, uh, I want to ask you about Indiana in general, because uh, you mentioned Trace Jackson Davis and how good they've been. But they've been another really streaky team that's kind of not played as well lately as they were, you know, in January or February. Um, any strong opinions on them projected in the NCAA tournament where they'll be? Yeah, I mean, well, you know, losing Xavier Johnson hurt for good. I mean, they've been playing without him for a while. Is you know, it's I guess it's good that they know going forward where you stand. Um, you know, I think they're they're probably like a four or five, probably if I'm guessing right. I'm, I'm thinking. Uh, I think they're really good. Um, I think you're right. I think they're streaky. You know, I went and saw them. And I was out there with them for a couple of days. And their defense was a lot better for a while, but it's kind of hot and cold. I think I think the thing that I get frustrated with Indiana about is sometimes this is how I like I was phrasing it. It's like when you write a word and you use a, a, a million dollar word versus just a simple word. Sometimes they try to be a little bit too elaborate and they get messy. I, really, I mean, like they get very fancy. I'm like, just just pass the ball for heaven's sakes. You don't get extra points if it's fancy. Um, and they make me nervous that way. So I think they're good. I think they're dangerous. Um but I also think I – mean, I feel like I keep saying this about everybody, but this has been the tenor of this. Everybody yeah. is vulnerable. I, I don't think there's any team in the country that I'm going to be like, yep, I'm riding them all the way. I just So I think Indiana, again, vulnerable. Well, thank you. Before we get into our next topic, let me go ahead and read this promo. Download the Roto World app to receive breaking player news all season long. Stay ahead of the competition by favoriting your favorite players on your roster. Get the latest injury updates, player news, and much more delivered right to your phone. It's available in your app store today. So one tournament we haven't touched, one team we haven't touched on yet that I need to know about, because I think this is a team that's quietly good, that not too many people talk about, or probably not too many people bet, and that's Northwestern. They're 7-2 against the spread in their last nine. Are they a team that can make a run? They're around plus 900 to make the final four. Are they a team that can make the run in the NCAA tournament? 
I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was one of those things like Northwestern got good. And we're like, oh, isn't that cute? And yeah. then, then it yeah. lasted. We're like, oh, wait, is this cool? <laughs> and now it's kind of like, oh, it's cute again. Uh, you know what I mean? That's kind of yeah. how we look at Northwestern. I mean, look, they are way better than I anticipated they would be considering where they were last year. Chris Collins has done a fantastic job. If I were voting for coach of the year in the league, I would probably give it to him. He has just done an amazing job getting this team right. Do I see Northwestern as a, as my pick? If I'm picking a team in the Big Ten to go into the Sweet 16, no. <laughs> no, I just don't. I feel like it's probably more the, wow, they got really hot for a while. They really believed in themselves. You know, they're interesting. They're fun. You know, Boo Booey's terrific. I, you know, all of those things are true, but I'm just not sure that that's the team to hit your wagon to. Yeah, I'm going to agree. And they, uh, they are pretty cute. They're a cute team and in, in all general consensus. I'd have to say there's a lot of teams I'd rather be taking here to make a Final Four run on our screen that you're seeing, uh, a la Michigan State for sure. Yeah. Um, even Memphis might be a team. I, definitely I'd consider Memphis over top of them. West Virginia has been another streaky team as well that's now in the tournament uh, by a lot of experts that were out maybe a few weeks ago. Uh, so before we get your winner on who do you think is going to take the Big Ten, which I think I might already know who you're going to take. <laughs> I think we're going to be on the same side. Are there any other teams in the field, the ONCA field, that you feel could win it all or make a run, um, whether they're projected to be a top seed or whether, you know, they might be a Cinderella? You mean in the entire NCAA tournament? Uh, it's, entire tournament. Right. I think there's obviously – I think it's interesting. Like, usually I think by now you can say there's probably 10 teams that you think that can win it. This year I think you can expand mm -hmm. that list to 15, maybe even 20. Wow. There are teams like, you know, hey, can, if UConn gets hot, can UConn win it? Yep. Absolutely. Um, Marquette Creighton, right. You go out to the team that nobody's talking about that everybody used to talk about, Gonzaga. Nobody's talking about Gonzaga. I get why they're not talking about Gonzaga, but, I mean, what what if they start shooting the ball really well? You know, Julian Strouder and, and Drew Timmy are a nice pair. Their, their guards, I know, are not have not been aren't as good as they used to be. They're still good enough. You know, again, Houston is the obvious candidates and all that. If Kentucky yeah. rolls downhill, can Kentucky win it? Sure, why not? I mean, there's there's just so many teams out there. Yeah. It's such a weird year. I could I could give you a list of fifteen to twenty. I think right now to, that I could pick to win the to national championship. By now, you never say that. I love that. I'm I'm a complete agreeance. I think this field is so wide open. I even placed a ticket on Texas A&M to win yeah. the national okay. title at one twenty five to one, and now that's down to like sixty to one. And I, you know, they're a very streaky team too in the SEC. Where Alabama, oh, with all that's going on for them, <laughs> oh yeah, they might be dropping. They might be dropping yeah, I mean, off. So I saw on your list. I mean, Baylor. Baylor to me. Baylor too. Great team. Every time I want to get all in on Baylor, they lose, and I'm like, all right. But <laughs> they've got the pieces to do it, right? They've got the bigs. They've got the guards. They've got the experience. I think they're interesting. Arizona is interesting. Like I said, we could go on and on with like a bunch of teams for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of teams too who had shorter prices to start the season. You know, they kind of stumbled around midseason. Now they have bigger prices, but still have the pedigree. Still have the coaching to uh, be able to win the tournament. Let me get a one last big 10 question from you. Uh, do you have a most outstanding player that you're kind of looking at? Well, I think, I think that, you know, the, the, the choice comes down to, I, you know, if you're going to tournament and season wide, it's Zach Eady versus Trace Jackson Davis, right? Yes. I mean, that's the question. Um, I have waffled on that. I'll be honest with you early on. I was all in on Zach Eady, but as I said, it, once it kind of got to that point where it was like, uh, he's kind of exposed isn't the right word because he's still really, really good, but he's really, really good because he's just gigantic. Yeah. Um, Trace Jackson Davis is so valuable to his team. He can create so much for his team. 
I wonder if maybe he's the one that's more valuable overall. If you're talking about in this tournament, it's going to be somebody, in my opinion, from Michigan State because Michigan State's going to win it all. And if I'm picking somebody from Michigan State, I'm picking Tyson Walker, who is probably like the smallest dude on the floor, but he plays like a, a, a lion. He's, he scores from everywhere. He, he plays defense. He's been their leader the entire season. So if I'm, my, my pick is Michigan State to win it, I'm picking the best guy on Michigan State as that most outstanding player, and that's going to be Tyson Walker. Nice. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I'm going to be on Michigan State as well. I think uh, I'm going to split my unit sizes, take the Spartans, take the Wolverines of Michigan, and then Nebraska gets my lunch money for the afternoon. So that's how I'll be rolling with the Big Ten. So I'd love to hear that, Dana. I do want to ask you, though, because I'm jealous. Like I said, I'm a Bulls fan. I've never been to the United Center. You're going to be there all week uh, covering the Big Ten. What are your must-do things out there? Uh, what are you going to be up to outside of watching basketball? <laughs> I wish I had time. <laughs> you know, I, I would like to just be able to take a walk down, you know, the Magnificent Mile and just enjoy Chicago a little bit, get myself some good food, maybe some deep dish pizza. I'm from I'm from New Jersey, so I'm like, you know, I'm a thin crust girl. Oh, but when okay. you go to Chicago, you got to do what you got to do. I get it. Um, <laughs> but honestly, like, you know, Thursday, Friday, I'm going to be in the gym from like, you know, 1030 to to 11:30, so we'll see if hopefully i'm just gonna hope they have some decent concession uh, stands and some good games and give me some buzzer beaters and i'll be happy <laughs> that sounds great dana thank you so much for your time uh where can people find your content and what are you working on right now yeah, of course, always at The Athletic. Theathletic.com is, is where we hang. I, I am working on, I've got a story coming up soon about Xavier and sort of uh, Sean Miller's pivot to being more into offense than being into defense like he used to be at Arizona. I got a Drew Timmy story coming out before the NCAA tournament. And of course, whatever happens in the next four days in Chicago, I'll be writing about that. Thank you so much for your time. That is Dan O'Neill of The Athletic. Thank you, Dana. Okay, guys, don't miss Roy McIlroy, John Rahm, and Justin Thomas as the best golfers in the world take on the 17th Island Green and go head-to-head at the Players' Championship Thursday through Sunday on NBC Golf and Peacock. And also, tomorrow, Jay Croucher, myself, and Paige McKenzie will give out our favorite bets and a little course breakdown of TPC Sawgrass on Bet the Edge, same time. It's time to get your swagger back with PointsBet Sportsbook. New customers can sign up now with the code BETTHEEDGE to get five second chance bets up to $500. That's five straight days of second chances where PointsBet will match your losing wager in free bets. So use the promo code BETTHEEDGE and enjoy more live betting markets than ever before. PointsBet, it's your move. New customers only. Must be 21 plus and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, or West Virginia. In partnership with Louisiana iGaming LP, DBA Boomtown, New Orleans. Second chance means that if any of your first five cash bets, that is the first bet per day for five consecutive days on a fixed odds market loses, you will receive free bets in the amount of the losing wager up to $100 each. Cash out is not available on all wagers and may not be equivalent to the initial wager. PointsBet can disable or suspend the cash out feature at any time. Additional terms and conditions apply. See the promotions page and terms and conditions section of the PointsBet website app for more details. Void where prohibited. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800gambler.net. In Colorado or Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Indiana, 
Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, call 1-888-532-3500. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. That's 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Pennsylvania, call 1-877-770-STOP. That's 1-877-770-6867 in Louisiana. Bond, let's get into our favorite bets, man. I want to start this off because I don't get to talk Champions League too often on this show, and we have some lines that have massive value. So Champions League, for those who don't know, is uh, one of the biggest soccer competitions, and I'm taking a look at Benfica versus Club Brugge. Listen, it is a total mismatch. If you look at these two teams, you have a team in Benfica who is a power, powerhouse in Portugal versus, versus Brugge, who is once a powerhouse in Belgium, but has really struggled. They've only have two wins in their last eight, and those two wins are against probably teams that are going to get relegated. I'm going to be on two plays here. I'm going to put one unit on Benfica to win in under four and a half goals. That's around minus 130. And Benfica to win in under three and a half goals. That's at plus 125 for half a unit. Why I like that, you have to think that even though they're up 2-0 on aggregate, most teams kind of want to coast. They're welcoming their squad into their arena. They need to put on a performance. They are light years better against this team. I think they're going to be able to keep a clean sheet. And a performance in soccer is like 2-0, 3-0. They have such good quality. But a lot of people remember the quality of Benfica being their attacking prowess. Yeah, we, we see Darwin Nunez, who scored a brace a couple of days ago for Liverpool, who was once the guy at Benfica. Well, they just keep replacing. Now they got Giancarlo Ramos, who's scoring a ton. But let's really talk about their defense and their back line. They are a stout defense, allowing less than a goal per contest at home. Brews are not scoring, so I like Benfica to win. You can pair that up with under 4.5 to get it at minus 130 and pair it up with under 3.5 to get plus money. Vaughn, what's your favorite play of the day or of the weekend? All right. I love that. So I got uh, three college basketball plays today. I know I've yes. been really, really hot yes. in NBA, but uh, nothing really caught my attention in NBA. And the line I did like um, was a little too high for my liking. So we pivot back to college basketball. We're going to start off with a team that was so good to us last year, Brad, the Vermont okay. Catamounts, baby. Uh, if you went to the website, you saw I risked two units on them to win the conference. Uh, and they only start off with like a 30-point win in their first game. No big deal. Uh, but if you look back to last year, they won an average of 37.3 points per game in the American East Tournament. They are still, without a doubt, the best team in their field. The spread was 13.5 last night. If you were on the NBC Sports' website, you would have bet it with me. And I woke up this morning. I said it closed at 15. It's out to 15.5, actually. Uh, so once you pass 15, I would risk half a unit on that. But I still think the Catamounts roll. They already beat this team, uh, smacked this team this earlier this season. We'll go to... The next league here, see, at points bet has Vermont at 15 and a half still. So, yeah, we're going to see that, Brad. I think it's still good, but half a unit there. Let's go to Boston College taking on the best fade. You like to back Ohio State. You hopefully did not back Louisville (laughs) at all this season. Because Louisville (laughs) is 4-27. They're in the first round of the ACC tournament. What in God's name are they playing for today? Uh, When Boston College gets the ACC comeback player of the year, he might be getting some playing time today. Quinn Post coming back. Uh, then you see DeMar Lankford, who was sick for the past two weeks. He's coming back today, too. Uh, so Boston College playing great basketball lately. Three and one in their last four games. They dropped their last game. But Bart Torvik's a good friend of ours. And, uh, since Boston College's last four games, 
Eagles, 66th overall, Louisville, 215th. Wow. Uh, so take Boston College, minus six, minus five and a half, or take them in a money line parlay. They should be advancing. And I also found a great stat that uh, ACC teams favored in the first round are 17 and one in their last wow. 18 straight up. Uh, so that would be Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, and Boston College. I think BC is the, the, the neatest one there. And the final game, Brad, because I'm getting winded. Gonzaga. Okay. Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Zags, I like the Bulldogs, baby. baby. Uh, I, I, I took them over the weekend to win their conference at minus 135 and minus 140 odds. Um, hilarious that they come out at minus 145 against St. Mary straight up, so I could have just skipped that and just played this game. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't anticipate such a low spread. But Dana alluded to Gonzaga being so well lately and how they can go on a run. They win this game. They're a two seed for me. Gonzaga's been balling offensively, the number one ranked team offensively in the past month and number three in Bartorovic's rankings by St. Mary's is 21. So I know Gonzaga beat them the last time out, but Gonzaga's playing the best basketball of the entire season right now. I think they win this game. So Vermont, Gonzaga, Boston College, let's go. That sounds like a yes, yes, yes for me. You already know I'm absolutely going to tell. Man, this was fun, dude. I love doing shows with you. Don't forget to check out NBCSportsEdge.com for more information to help you out with your wagers. I'm also going to have some players' uh, derivative bets on the website tomorrow and Wednesday for you guys to get a little bit more action. For those who are watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel, please make sure you rate and you subscribe. Smash that like button. And also, those listening in podcast form, rate and subscribe. Thank you. For Brad, I'm Brad Thomas for Von Delzell. Have a great day. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.